0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, March the 18th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on March 18, 1963, the U.S. Supreme Court in Gideon v. Wainwright, they ruled unanimously that state courts were required to provide legal counsel to criminal defendants who could not afford to hire an attorney for, their, for themselves. Today, in 1910, the first filmed adaptation of Mary Shelley's novel Frankenstein. It was kind of a silent short film. It was produced by, no, not MGM, Thomas Edison. He really wanted to get into the movie business. I mean, it was a big deal to him. He had studios back there and everything, a lot of them. In fact, a studio burned that had a lot of the original silent films in it, the, the masters. And Thomas Edison was very much involved in that. He wanted to create, not Hollywood, but New York-hood for uh, the movie industry. It didn't work out for Thomas. But anyway, it was the first filmed adaptation of Frankenstein, today in 1910. Today in 1911, Irving Berlin's first major hit, Alexander's Ragtime Band. It was published, New York. Today, in 1937, in America's worst school disaster, nearly 300 people, most of them children, they were killed in a natural gas explosion in New London Consolidated School in Rusk County, Texas. Today, in 1940, Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini, they met at Brenner Pass. That was that secret place of Hitler's. The Italian dictator and Hitler agreed to join the war against France and Britain. They became part of the Axis, evil Axis. Today, in 1942, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed an executive order. It authorized the War Relocation Authority. That that organization or that part of government was put in charge of interning Japanese Americans. The head of that, the director, was Milton Eisenhower, He was the younger brother of Dwight D. Eisenhower. Today in 1965, the first spacewalk took place outside the capsule. It was a Soviet cosmonaut. He was tethered, of course, but he went outside the capsule and walked around in space for a while. 1965. Today in 1974, most of the Arab oil-producing nations ended their five-month-old embargo against the United States Associated Press says that that was sparked by American support for Israel in the Yom Kippur War. That probably was a part of it, but it was also a series of really bad decisions made by the President of the United States that led up to that as well. That, of course, was none other than Jimmy Carter from Georgia. Today in 2018, Vladimir Putin... Um, Associated Press says, rolled to a crushing re-election victory. Six more years, imagine that. He probably was using the same voting machines there that we're using in our elections here. I don't know. But anyway, it was a crushing re-election victory for six more years as Russia's president. That was 2018. So 2024, Putin comes up for re-election, I suppose. One year ago today, President Trump signed a $100 billion aid package. It was was intended to and was used for boosting testing for coronavirus and to guarantee sick leave to workers who became ill from the virus. Thankfully, President Trump was out front on that and got ahead of it. We have vaccinations today. We're having a hard time, or they've been having a hard time. I guess they're getting more on top of it now. Getting those distributed and giving people shots around the country seems to be a lot of confusion. There has been uh, over the last month or so on that. But as far as creating the product, President Trump was way out in front on that part of it. And thankfully, they, you know, would have taken years under the current administration. No question about that. The IRS announced yesterday that our taxes are now due on May 17, not April 15. They're giving us an extra month, they said, because of all of the chaos in the culture. I would agree with that, and a delay in paying taxes is always a good thing, isn't it? I, at least I would see it as that way. I'm sure you would as well. But anyway, your taxes are due on May 17, not April 15, if you have yet to pay them. The crisis at our southern border continues to expand and deteriorate each day. Not each week, but each day. The chaos is expanding every 24-hour cycle. While any real sense of control or leadership is diminishing, the world is watching our president play the role of a fool with no clue as to who the tens of thousands of illegal border crossers really are. Who are these people? Knowing terrorists are also paying attention. In fact, we're, we've now learned that they're exploiting the chaos at the, of this border crisis, and they're joining the ranks of the strangers flooding into our country. I want to talk a little bit about the strangers today, and I want to talk about what's going on in our country Some of you will disagree with what I have to say today, and that's fine, but just listen up, because I think that it's important that we talk about it, at least. First of all, who are these strangers? And strangers is a biblical term, not just a cultural term. The stranger, the one, is referred to in the Bible. It's clear that Jesus talked about the stranger should be they should be treated well when they come into your country but his point is that strangers are seen as vulnerable and they are we do see them as vulnerable america's always treated strangers with respect and dignity and compassion but however to argue that these strangers passages in scripture that to treat these strangers as illegal aliens is immoral. And it's immoral not to accept these communities of aliens in mass, and they're coming by the thousands, probably by the tens of thousands soon, within weeks. And embedded among these strangers that are coming into our country, there's violent criminals. We're now learning there are terrorists. They've caught a few of them, Of course, we don't know how many they haven't caught. The stranger passages in the Bible are often referred to. Nancy Pelosi loves to refer to that. So does Biden. So do others that have some inclination toward the Bible, or they think that the Bible is useful to their political rhetoric, and often people use it for that purpose. It's sad, but it's true. But the stranger passages in the New Testament I've talked about the last couple of days, I've mentioned fairly, I think extensively, that the Old Testament is very clear that God's plan is not confusion and it's not globalism. God's plan for the human race at this time in history is nations, sovereignty, borders, languages, culture. And the reason for that is that God wants to reach people with his message of love. Not our message of love, but his message of love. His message of love involves the fact that his son, Jesus Christ, died on a cross. He was sent here for that purpose, to earth. The, God became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. God himself took on, took on the, the skin and, and, and humanity and vulnerability. He became one of us so that he might save us from an eternal separation from God, which is hell. And hell is real. And the resurrection is real. Had Jesus Christ simply died for our sins, it wouldn't have been enough. But he didn't. He was resurrected from the dead by the power of God, so that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, that power dwells within us. The power that raised Christ from the dead dwells also in us, Paul says. So that's what that's what life is really all about, and that's what God's plan really is. It, it, it functions around that basic, fundamental truth. The religious left has moved God's purpose or great, God's great commission of reaching people with His love and transforming their lives and forgiving their sin, they have replaced that with the whole idea of virtue is compassion, and compassion is virtue, and therefore compassion is God's purpose for mankind. It is. God is a compassionate God, and God has called us to be compassionate, and God has specifically called us to be compassionate to the strangers that are in our land whatever that land may be. In our case, it's America. But I will tell you, that is not God's mission. Compassion is not God's mission. God's mission is to go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone, to every creature, so that they know that God loves them and that God can forgive their sins and fill that vacancy in their heart and transform their lives and give them eternal life through his son, Jesus Christ. That's God's mission. We've got to keep that in mind because the Bible, in in the minds of the left, has been co-opted, and they pick and choose these words. And I'm hearing the word stranger all the time now associated with these masses that are coming across our border. And that is not what the Bible is teaching. It's it's being used for that purpose, but that's not what God is saying. And we've got to put it in perspective. These stranger passages are not directed at mass illegal immigration, That some are advocating for it. I'm going to talk to you about why they're advocating for it. It's not about virtue. It's not about biblical teaching. They use that as a prop. But that's not why they're they're using that to mislead people. Why would Jesus teach against all of the preservation of nationhood that's taught in the Old Testament? Why would Jesus come, himself God, in the flesh, and contradict God's word? in the Old Testament. He wouldn't. But the religious left advocates and the secular left embraces this notion that the teaching of Jesus demands that we open our borders and simply let the stranger come in. And we better be nice to them and give them everything we have, because if we don't, then we're not godly people. And that's how they're misleading millions of people in America. Over 7 million people voted for Hillary Clinton, about 10 million self-identified evangelicals voted for Biden, who stands against everything that we supposedly believe in, the sanctity of life, marriage, one man, one woman. None of this stuff is supported by this administration. None of it. And they're moving at warp speed. He's shuffling along, getting it all done. He's reversing anything and everything that is favorable to the family, to marriage, to God's plan for a culture. The Bible clearly teaches that God ordained nationhood, not confusion and chaos. He defined national borders. The Tower of Babel is not his model. His model is nations. The stranger should be treated with dignity, and we should know that they're vulnerable. We should know that They can be and often are misused and mistreated. And we should extend compassion, Christian compassion and love to people in this country. And America has done a pretty good job of that. But that isn't what this is about. This is about something very, very different. So the stranger is now being co-opted as scripture itself is often co-opted by the left. The so-called religious left or the political left for sure. No one terrorists are planning and crossing our border today, as we speak. Not because they're strangers, but they want to become the enemy within. And I suppose some of them are successfully crossing our border. We'll find out as time progresses. But a ranking member of our Homeland Security says, absolutely it's happening, and it's going to continue to happen. Our southern border is in crisis, and this administration won't even admit, they won't even use the word crisis. President Biden's Homeland Security Secretary, that Alondro uh, Mayorkas, he's admitting that we are on pace to see more migrants cross our southern border than we have in the last 20 years. But Representative John uh, Katko, he's a Republican from New York, he says it's worse than it appears. And he's sounding the alarm. He's, he's out there and he's talking to anybody that'll listen to him. He says there's possible terrorists coming across. Well, what does he know? Well, he's the ranking member on the Homeland Security Committee. He knows it all. Everything that we know, he knows. He said people who, have, who they've got, got in, the, in the last few days have been on the terror watch list. And he said it's showing up regularly. How many of those are getting through? Who knows? Nobody knows. Individuals that they've had on the watch list for terrorism, he said, are now starting to exploit the southern border, and he's concerned about it. In fact, he refers to a book that this Todd Bensman wrote. It's America's Covert uh, Border War, the untold story of the nation's battle to prevent jihadist infiltration. Clearly, something needs to be done, but the Biden administration, having failed to convince the public and even the biased press that everything's just fine, he seems to keep floating, pat political statements. We're working on it. We're trying. And then yesterday and, and the day before, they started pivoting and saying, well, it's Trump's fault. Nancy Pelosi came out yesterday and said, well, she said, it, 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 yeah, there's a, there's a lot of problems on our border, but it, President Biden's only been in office two months. It's not his fault. It's Trump's fault. That is, that is the convoluted culture in which we live. I'm not defending Donald Trump. He's doing well without me. I'm simply trying to defend the truth. And the truth is going, it's going to either be recognized and acted upon or we're going to pay some severe consequences sooner than later in our country. And the left seems to be not only, they're either unengaged or they're up to something that isn't evident. And if so, what are, what are they up to? What are they doing? Why are they just sitting back and letting this happen and say, well, we're working on it? That Jen Psaki says every day when she does the press conference, she said, S- if somebody tries to raise the issue, even the press now is starting to get a little nervous and they say, well, wait a minute now, we're real leftists and we're all in and we're with you guys, but man, do you think we should be allowing this to happen? I mean, they're getting concerned about it. They live here too, even though some of them Say they're going to move, they don't. There is concern growing in America because this is not a small thing, this southern border issue. It's a big thing. And thousands, tens of thousands, and soon hundreds of thousands are going to be pouring into this country, and we have no clue who they are. That's what's going on. It's interesting. It's interesting that Chris Kobach wrote an article yesterday, it was published this morning. He's the former Secretary of State of Kansas. He also was, uh, served with uh, U.S. Attorney General John Ashcroft. Remember him? He was his chief advisor on immigration and border security. In fact, President Trump considered him for a very high office in the cabinet. Then he chose someone else. But uh, Kobach is seen, and he's very active, he's seen as, as one of our leading conservative experts on immigration in the country. And he's saying that the Biden administration is intentionally causing a surge of migrants across the border. And it started, he said, on the first day of Biden's presidency. He said when he announced a hundred day pause in deportations, that sent an immediate and undeniable signal to the people in Mexico, Nicaragua, uh, Honduras and Guatemala that he said they're saying you have a hundred days to make it to the United States. If you can make it in, you get to stay. He said that's what that hundred day pause was all about. Biden's acting DHS secretary stated at the time, uh, Kobach says, that allowing, quote, certain non-citizens ordered deported to stay in the country will allow DHS to ensure that its resources are dedicated to responding to the most pressing challenges that the United States faces. Well, Kobach said that was a lie. A few few weeks later, when the Biden administration announced new guidelines that dramatically restricted ICE's ability to to deport illegal aliens, it became obvious what they were up to. He said under the new guidelines, it's extraordinarily difficult for ICE officers to remove anyone who is not a convicted, aggravated felon, a member of a gang, or a terrorist. ICE officials uh, aren't being uh, uh, reassigned to more pressing challenges like they, the acting secretary claimed. They're literally being forced to sit behind their desks. This is what the left always does. That's what the left did in the Vietnam War. I have a very close friend. His name is Jerry. I've known him for years. I mean, like decades and decades. He was a fighter pilot in the Vietnam War. He and I are the, from the same vintage. And um, he was a fighter pilot then and then later became a, a pilot for the airlines for years then retired. But um, Jerry's told me often that they would send him out on bombing missions in, in uh, Vietnam and they would order them to bomb certain sectors of of Vietnam. And everybody knew nobody lived there. And he said they would go out and fly and drop bombs on these mountain ranges where there were no people. And they would come back and then they would report to the news here in the United States that bombing raids took place and America's holding their positions and blah, blah, blah. And he said it was all a sham. And he said, we all knew it. He said, we even talked about as pilots, we even talked about, should we really be wasting these bombs? they did. He said one guy went ballistic one day, a a pilot, and he disobeyed orders and he got up to the mountain range. They were supposed to bomb with no people, nothing there. And he said he took a real hard right turn and went over a, a population where there was a pretty good sized segment of the army they were supposed to be fighting, the Viet Cong, and he dropped some bombs. He didn't, that didn't end well for him, of course, but this is the same philosophy. Decades later, it's the same thing. They're fighting shadow shadow boxing issues that aren't really the real issues. And they're trying to mislead the public. And that's what Kobach is getting at in this article. And it's very concerning to him and it should be to us. He said, if all of this isn't bad enough, the Biden administration compounded the 100-day pause in the new ICE guidelines with the ending of Trump's Remain in Mexico policy, which was for, which forced <clears throat> asylum applicants to wait in Mexico for their future asylum hearings. Well, I talked about that yesterday on this program. A massive 78,000 migrants showed up in January because of what Biden had said. He said a 100-day pause. They know that the left, I've spent a lot of time in those countries, and I've said this often recently, but because we're talking about that part of the world, the Central America... But in those countries, Nicaragua and Honduras, Guatemala, I've I've spent so much time there in Christian ministry with these people, and they're very keyed in, even back when I was with them a lot. They're keyed into what's going on in America. They know, and now with satellite and the communication we have and the Internet and all that, man, they know what's going on. So they know the nuances even, plus the people that are exploiting those people and exploiting America, the coyotes, as they call them, they know what's going on. They're keyed in. The drug cartels, they know what's going on. And our people are being used. But Kobach says there may, be, there may be something else to all of this. Well, they're locking Border Patrol people down at the desk or they're babysitting kids. They're not doing their job and they know it and morale is, is getting lower and lower among our officials on the border. So why are they doing this? Do they think this is the best policy for America? Kobach says they don't. He said, who, who benefits from this absurd reality? Well, he said first and foremost, the Mexican cartels. They've seen their trafficking numbers triple. And it's not just human trafficking. It's drug trafficking as well. But he said, and this is what I wanted to get to. He said, but cynical politicians on the left also benefit. He said they succeeded in turning California blue over the past two decades by replacing U.S. citizen voters with low-income migrants who vote overwhelmingly Democrat. New Mexico followed. Now, he said, Arizona, the liberals in Arizona are following, trying to turn Arizona into a blue state rather than a red state politically. He said, which in the process, they're in the process of flipping Arizona. But he said, Texas is their ultimate target. He said, it's not an unexpected crisis. It's a a plan that yielded bigger results than the Biden administration even anticipated. I wouldn't take that as seriously if I didn't know the background of Chris Kobach and know that he is one of the most highly respected experts among conservatives on the issue of immigration. And I also know that he's a deeply devout Christian a biblical Christian and he's saying that this is not an unexpected crisis it was intended it's part of a political plan to flip our biggest states from conservative to far left that's chilling. I believe that he's right or I wouldn't have gone into that today but I'll tell you what we're seeing play out before us is only happening because God allows it to happen. Representative Katko, who, as I said a few moments ago, serves on that committee, Homeland Security Committee, is a ranking member. He says there is disorder at the border by executive order. No question about it. That's exactly what's happening to us today. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, every day she says the administration feels it has a handle on this. Maybe she's right. Maybe they do know that they have a handle on it, and maybe the the motive isn't at all what we thought it was or what it should be, the best interests of America. Maybe it is the best interests of a political agenda, and maybe they really do have a handle on it. But I know one thing. Nothing is going to happen in this country that God doesn't allow to happen. I don't believe that we're in a phase of punishment now. There are people that are saying that. There are ministers, preachers that are saying that now. But I do believe that God is allowing certain things because God has a purpose, and that purpose is not going to be changed. God's purpose is not going to be deluded or confused. There's confusion reigning in America, particularly, and nowhere more than on our southern border. But I will tell you that God is not the author of confusion, and God is not, allowing, not creating this confusion, but be, he may be allowing certain circumstances to create this confusion to, so that Americans, particularly Christian Americans, will wake up and smell the roses or smell the stench of where the far-left philosophy takes people, including those who are advocating it. It is the ultimate path to destruction in this earth, on this world, at this time in history. The left so-called progressivism always destroys. It never builds. It never creates. It never, ever creates good or virtue or righteousness. It always ends up destroying. It leads to dictatorship or total collapse and the erasure of a nation, a culture, a people. That's where we are today, but God is in control. He's in control of your life, and he's in control of our collective life here in America. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow.